Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and Jameer Gibbs will be turning pro, and I, for the 50th consecutive year, will not be. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. A little dreary out in front of Bryant Denny today. It's a gr- one of those gray days. In it looks beautiful. Oh, well, that don't let that fool you. I, uh, I, I added some color okay. with my fantastic, unbelievable computer skills. Uh, thank you all for making us your first listen. Welcome to the new year. First, I mean, I guess like January 1st on a Monday, kind of the, I mean, because there's some bowl games. So they're really happy new year, everybody. Appreciate you guys. I want to thank LinkedIn for being our sponsor. I will talk about LinkedIn here pretty shortly. Um, Jimmy, we, postponed the recording of this podcast so that we could watch the press conference of Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and Jameer Gibbs. And they all very unsurprisingly uh, declared for the NFL draft. More power to them. Um, That's absolutely wonderful. I'm happy for them. I think now, Jimmy, um, we start talking about where they wind up. And I just took, took, took a look at a few mock drafts and uh, the consensus now is Bryce Young will go number one to the Houston Texans, barring, I mean, boy, I don't know that um, that, that Houston can lose the number one pick anymore. I think they've got they've sewn that up. Um, so I feel like Bryce Young, barring paralysis by analysis, like we talked about in yesterday's podcast, will be the number one pick. So the question really becomes, where will Willie Anderson go? And the mock drafts now, uh, most of them have Seattle picking three. I'm assuming that's from some kind of pick from the Denver Broncos or whatever. And I I can live with that. I don't want it. I've never really, I never really dig it when Alabama players go all the way out to the West Coast because even though I have NFL ticket, it's I don't hear as much about those teams. Um, It doesn't seem like they get quite as much love out there typically. But um, Will Anderson in Seattle, I think, I think that that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good matchup. I mean, they typically have good defenses. I think he'd be a good spot for it. I think uh, Will in Seattle would be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, that would be fine. <laughs> uh, they are good on defense. I do think Pete Carroll uh, a lot like Saban uh, in the sense of uh, defense first. Highly successful college coach, uh, also the highly successful NFL coach. Uh, and he's Pete Carroll about the same age as Nick Saban, but extremely uh, youthful, similar to Saban in that way. I, I like it, but I'll tell you the team that I think is going to pick pretty high that I would like to see Will take him by, even though this team has really struggled a lot in recent years. But I think Will would just look so good in the uniform, and it's such a good fit. How about Will to the Chicago Bears? Uh, the Bears will pick high. He, he He seems like a bear. He seems like a throwback guy. There's a long history of bear linebackers, um, you know, that, that are just fantastic players over the years. Uh, you know, I'm not going to root for Will to go low. I mean, I want Will to be, you know, I want Bryce to go number one and Will to go number two. That's what I would love to see. But uh, in terms of like a team that I'll be really excited about choosing Will, uh, the Bears 
Uh, and, and of course, uh, the Falcons are going to pick fairly high, kind of like the Falcons being a Southern team. Uh, you know, the, I, I would like that. But, you know, I, we'll have to see about specific draft order and who might be trading up. Is someone going to trade up for a quarterback in the number two spot? I assume Stroud is QB2. Uh, uh, we're going to talk a lot about the draft between now and April. Uh, and, and, you know, but will, will, will Anderson be the first? defensive player taking the draft. I think so. It's going to be him or Jalen Carter, I assume, the Georgia defensive lineman. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait for that stuff. But, yeah, I think Bryce, number one, I think will definitely top five and, and, and maybe top three. And Jameer Gibbs, uh, you know, I'm interested to, to see what you have to say about that. I think day two for Gibbs, not day one. I don't think uh, – I think the NFL will view him as a third down back and a special teams guy, and those guys generally don't go in the first round. So I'm going to say day two, not too specific just yet as to round two or round three, but it will be day two for Gibbs, and uh, which is great, I think, for a running back, about as good as you can hope for non-freak running backs. And, uh, you know, Gibbs is a third down back. How about – how about sending Gibbs to Philadelphia to play with Jalen Hurts? And I say that not because I think that's a need for the Eagles, but just because he reminds me of Darren Sproles, who played so many of his good years in Philadelphia. Yeah. I, um, in fact, the the mock draft on CBS has him go into Philly, which I think is a, a great landing spot. Really? I don't know what they're playing. In round one. In round one. I'm with you. Look, I hope so. I hope they're right and I'm wrong. God knows. I want him to go in the first round. I'm just like, we always talk about how they don't take backs in the first round. Now they want to take a 188 pound back in the first round. I mean, that, that, I'm with you. I'm, I, I'm with you. I get it. But hey, I love the kid and I love what he did for us. And I do think he's going to be a good NFL player, but I see him as a role player and they don't take role players in the first round. Yeah. Um, I guess the only argument for taking him if you're Philly is what else are you going to take? I mean, their offensive line is pretty awesome. Yeah. They lost yesterday to the, to the saints. Um, by the way, they probably don't lose yesterday if they uh, don't throw the flag on a pancake block by Landon Dickerson, Landon Dickerson just pancaked somebody. And he, it was such a good block that they threw a holding penalty. And hold. then when they showed the replay, everybody went nuts. Like, that's not a hold. And it, <clears throat> I think it was pretty universally accepted. It wasn't a hold. It was just, it looked, it was so, such a mauling that they called it a hold and it just wasn't. And they scored on the play. So, uh, you know, Philly probably would have still, won. it doesn't matter. Philly's probably going to win next week. And so they'll get the number one seed and all that. Philly's kind of the, you know, the, what do you get the man that's got everything? And that's what Philly is right now. But in the NFL, you can go from having everything to literally having Bubkiss. So, uh, I mean, drafting a running back at, in the first round simply because you think you're spoiled with riches, I think seems a bit risky. I they wouldn't should, do it. Yeah, I they, should take, they should take the best defensive player available. I don't yeah, care I if it's defensive, inside backer, a corner, a safe, best defensive player available. That's, that's how you get good, by the way. I know everyone, when they project the draft, even the first round, they go, Ooh, what does Buffalo need? What does Detroit need? What does Chicago need? You want to get rich in the NFL? You take the best player available and you just stockpile. And hey, and if, you you end up, if you end up with too many, 
you, you trade. You got, you know, uh, you got trade capital. So you take the best player. If Philadelphia is like, we got everything, what do we need? Take the best player. To me, their offense seems a little more set than their defense. To me, uh, I, I would just take the best defensive player out there. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. We use them over at Robinson Iron, use them at Satterfield. I know a lot of folks use LinkedIn Jobs. They absolutely love it. It helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to and helps you do it faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com. Excuse me. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may, and I bet they do apply. Um, I just wanted to say one other thing about Will Anderson. Yeah, I'm with you. I really do. I do hope it ends up one and two, uh, Bryce Young, then Will Anderson. Uh, I think the Bears will end up with a number two pick. And the Bears are, are on the come up. Um, Justin Fields, you know, look, he's he's got a ways to go. He's had a couple of really nice rushing games, and he's shown some arm talent. Um, that Frankly, I think the Bears would probably be better off if they were picking like ninth and they could get a receiver like Jordan Addison or something. But um, have, I think Will Anderson's going to be too much to pass up. They may fall in love with Jalen Carter, and I get it. Jalen Carter is a freak of nature. But I think Will Anderson, look, I just listened to Will Anderson's farewell speech, and it was the best of the three. It wasn't close. Will Anderson didn't miss anybody to thank, and he didn't. it wasn't boring, and it was very genuine. And it was every, I mean, Jameer Gibbs, God bless him. His was good, but it, it was short and sweet. And he was just sort of like, I thank you, thank, thank, thank. And uh, Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, I'm declaring for the draft. See you later. Will Anderson and, and then Bryce Young was almost, man, by the way, when Bryce Young got up there, my first thought was, how is this guy such a badass? I mean, he looks like somebody you might pick on. <laughs> and instead, he's the best player on whatever team he goes to anywhere. But right. Uh, Will Anderson got up there and, and thanked everybody, talked about how important family was to him, talked about the importance of the coaching he got, talked about the importance of um, being at the university, talked about how much he loved the university, and then, you know, was like, hey, I, I'm declaring for the draft, but it doesn't mean I, I don't love Alabama, essentially, and I don't love, you know, I love everything. I, I'm just, I'm a happy dude. I think he is the kind of guy you want on your team. He's a glue guy. But, uh, and one more thing about the Jameer Gibbs point, um, yeah, I think the only running back I've seen this year that you could make the argument that draft in the first round would be Bijan Robinson, but that's that's me. Um, yeah, so, I probably there's other guys that I like, and hey, this people that have listened to our show for years have heard me say this a thousand times around draft time when we do our draft because we love the draft and we talk about the draft a ton. Uh, the best pick in the draft, or the smartest pick in the draft, or finding gold on day three of the draft is a team that smartly on day three on Saturday picks an SEC running back. And I don't know which one. I don't care which one. <laughs> one of them's 
there will be an SEC running back taken somewhere between rounds four and round seven that will be really good in the NFL. And I'm not saying you're wasting your pick taking a running back early. I don't, I don't think that at all. But I'm just saying there will be an SEC back round four through seven. I'll throw a couple out. Tank Bigsby, Zach Evans from Ole Miss, guys like that. I mean, you, you'll probably be able to find them on Saturday. And uh, don't bet against them being a good player, particularly with just about everybody in the league kind of doing it by committee. What about any of the Georgia guys? I, I mean, I feel like I should know which ones yeah. are draft eligible. But McIntosh has to be a senior. I, I, I'm not sure he's – Milton? Right. Milton's up. Milton's draft eligible for sure. But again, to, to me, they're day three guys. And and but yeah. I mean that as a compliment because that's it's just very few running backs go in those first couple of days. I agree with you that Bijan is a first round pick because he is in that freak category. Uh, I would take Bijan first round, no question. I think Gibbs is a great second or third round pick because he's going to help your team immediately. He'll be a good dude next. If you need a punter turner and you need a back to throw the ball to, take Gibbs because he will help you next season in those roles, yeah. um, you know, in the return game and, and, and as, a, as, a, as a third down back. But, you know, around the S, I just don't see a ton of great backs out there. And I, I think some team that wants running backs, you'll be able to find them uh, on, on Saturday. Um, so now we wait with bated breath on some other guys that are draft eligible that, uh, you know, will give an announcement. I mean, I think the, the one guy that everybody's concerned about is Brian Branch. I, I think he's gone. You have made allusions to the fact that, hey, he could come back. Certainly he could come back. I don't think he will. And I, I, I would love for him too. don't get me wrong, but I just don't think he will. And then uh, Eli Ricks. I'm beginning to get, to get the feeling Eli Ricks will come back. That's exactly right. I, I think Ricks is coming back. Now, I won't be shocked because all September, October, November, I'm like, Ricks is leaving. <laughs> but, but no, now I, I'm, I'm, I'm firmly settled the other way. My official prediction is Ricks is staying. Uh, and I think it's a really smart thing for him to do because I think the guys that make the best decisions, Luke, are guys that can move up. If Ricks comes out now, I'm telling probably a day three pick. What junior film does he have that makes him look like someone you want to invest seven figures in? I mean, what junior film? You can say, yeah, but look at his freshman film. You're not, you're not drafting him as a freshman. You're drafting him today. Today, and are you going to take that guy in a position in the draft where you have to invest seven figures in him because you, you even make a seven figure investment in second and third round picks over the course of their contract? So look. What I, I I think Rick's by coming back is a guy that can move up. I, I saw some I've saw people questioning his speed, uh, and, and Rick, I believe I read this. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm really sure I did. Rick's already ran the forty for scouts this past year at pro day when they do the junior pro day. That's never on TV, and it's a scouting thing, and it's an uh, under the under the radar thing. Rick's ran a four four eight. You know this. I don't know where this he can't run stuff comes from. Uh, and he's built for the – I'm telling you, Ricks could come back and be a day one pick. And that's why I think he should come back. He should come back and become a Saban bot in your first-round pick. Now, Brian Branch is – I'm going to allow myself this. I'm only going to be disappointed, Luke, because, yeah, I'm come out. He didn't come out today. He wasn't there with those guys. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure it's because he wasn't in class because they're not in class yet. Uh, he might not have come back to Tuscaloosa. He might be with his family in Georgia. He might be meeting 
with agents. He might be thinking it over. He might be finding information. My guess is he comes out and, and, and goes to the draft. But the fact there wasn't a fourth chair, the fact he didn't come out today, I'm going to grant myself some hope. I think the right decision for Branch is coming out, but I can make a case that staying is a, is a good decision too. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm trying to block this light. So anybody watching on Facebook or, or YouTube, whatever the social media is, this is on. Uh, <laughs> and are very good with this stuff. Uh, doesn't get blinded by it. One other thing, by the way, if Eli Ricks were to come back and then Kool-Aid, um, Kool-Aid, who, by the way, got much better as the year went along, much better. Um, and then I want to give a shout out to Kool-Aid. We didn't talk about this in the few podcasts we've done since Sugar Bowl. Kool-Aid did something in the Sugar Bowl that made me think I got I got hope for the future. Like you have hope for the future as an Alabama fan regardless. But I was like, I have hope for coming back to the Bama, Bama standard that everybody talks about. On Deuce Vaughn's 88-yard run, uh, Deuce Vaughn takes off. He is five foot nothing you know 100 pounds and he can run like a gazelle and he's hauling it i mean he is just running and we got a couple of dudes chasing which is pretty typical because they're like i've got to keep running because if i stop running the film's going to show it and i'm going to get in trouble kool-aid comes out of nowhere and almost gets him now he doesn't get him he still scores it's still an 88 yard touchdown that was embarrassing it shouldn't happen all those things. Deuce Vaughn's a badass. I love Deuce Vaughn. I think he's a great player. But Kool-Aid's effort on that play was the kind of thing that a coach can look at and go, if y'all will do like that every time, even if they score, what can we do? This is all we can ask. All we can ask is for you to give the effort that Kool-Aid gave on that play. So um, shout out to Kool-Aid McKinstry. Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want to throw out a few odd and end things. Okay, a um, few odd and end things, as promised. Uh, one of Alabama's early signees in basketball, uh, Cosby is going to um, – he's going to go ahead and enroll. And so he'll be on the team. He'll be practicing. Now he'll redshirt. I, I mean, unless, barring like everybody getting hurt, he will redshirt. But this is huge. This is a guy that's a scorer. He's a good shooter. And he's going to come in and he's going to be on the bench and he's going to get to feel SEC level excitement and enthusiasm and see what it's like on the road, see what it's like at home, see what it's like at 11 o'clock game when nobody's there, see what it's like at a seven o'clock game when everybody's there. So he's going to get to see all these different things. And um, yeah, he's not going to play, but he's going to be practicing. And uh, I think this is huge for next year and the continuation of the success that Nate Oates has had. So this is awesome news. Yeah, it's, it's a win-win. Awesome. There, there's absolutely no drawback to this whatsoever. Uh, he can even play if necessary. Uh, I think, like Luke alluded to, it would take a string of injuries for that to happen, and I don't think that's why it's happening. He's not coming into play. He's coming in to learn. And, uh, wow, what a what an advantage it will be. I, I think as, as Alabama fans, Luke, we're going to feel good about next year if we feel like this guy's projected to either be a starter or a number two guy. You know, a guy getting minutes off the bench because he'll know the system so well and he'll he'll be more comfortable. I mean, this is just win-win. Uh, I love it. And uh, we've seen more Alabama basketball players in the future do the same thing. A redshirt year is just not something that happens as much in basketball as it happens in football. Uh, there, there's no reason 
not to do this. The only reason in the world you can fathom is, well, now you're blowing his redshirt year. Well, I mean, what percentage of players redshirt, particularly a highly recruited kid like him? Uh, so, no, 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 this is all win, win, win upside. And he gets to start academically. I mean, we got we need to remember all the time that these kids go to school. And that's a great thing. And, and we want as many of them to graduate as possible. And now he gets a head start academically, uh, particularly if he stays and, and goes to some summer school classes, too. He'll start his freshman season uh, with a ton of credits in his pocket, uh, very comfortable, knowing his surroundings. Uh, oh, it's, it's just all good, good here. No, and in fact, this may be the only reason a basketball player ever truly redshirts anymore is if they enter early and um, they are only there for half a year because basketball players just aren't going to redshirt anymore. I mean, and if they do, they'd probably just rather transfer. I mean, it's, and again, I'm not saying I'm for that. I'm just saying that's what seems like will probably happen. Now, one other thing that's a little bit off the beaten path I got to throw out there. I, you know, you always see something on a message board that's like, here's a rumor from blank school. There's a rumor about some stuff that went on at the SEC title game with LSU. Why did, I, you, know Why did I know you were going there with this? Yeah. I mean, I know you're it's talking about. kind of bananas. And it's, it's essentially, um, boy, I mean, I'm trying to keep this as clean as possible. Uh, Good luck. Uh, I mean, a, a sex party. And it involved like administrators uh, or at least people employed by the university, not just players. It, you know, if it were just, if it were just players and some willing participants, then I don't know that it's a story. I don't, it can't be. I mean, that's, that's, that's um, private stuff. But if you're, if there's a party of this nature that it looks like is sponsored by Brazzers um, and, and, <laughs> There are people that are employed by the university with students at the university. That's a problem. You know, it's it's like if you are a high school teacher and one of your students happens to be 18 and you, I mean, yeah, you're both adults, but there's something wrong with that. That, that needs to be punished. That needs to be discouraged. But if you're just a regular person, and somebody's 18 and you start a relationship and you have, you don't teach them. Okay. Or you're not related to them. Okay. There's not much we can do, but um, this is getting some legs (laughs) literally and figuratively. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, uh, boy, is there any meat on this bone, Jimmy? (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't, I'm trying not to throw out yeah. any uh, cliches, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, the thing that I hate about this is, is as far as rumors go, this is now so widespread and you don't have to go very far. Just, you know, if you, if you, if you're one of the few people that don't know what I'm talking about, just Google LSU sex party rumor and, you know, and, and it'll come up, I'm sure. But the thing I hate about it is a little bit like the Brian Harson thing, you know, with, with, you know, his supposed relationship with, with an employee over there at Auburn is I hate it for the girl. If it's true or not, frankly, if it's true or not, I hate it for her. Uh, Cause this reputation destroying for her, uh, which is so unfair in this world that we're in like, Oh, it's, it's, it's okay for guys to act that way and horrible for girls to act that way. I, I, that That's, 
you know, something that's wrong with our earth, I think, and, and our society is, is these, these things that, uh, that, that, that the genders aren't, aren't judged equally on that, that, and that it should be, because uh, it can't be right for one, one gender and wrong for another. It's just human behavior. I just hate it for her, especially if this isn't true, because gosh, uh, yeah. So I, 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 you know, I'm not rooting for it to be true. I'm just saying I, I don't like these stories, and it, it's just there's just nothing good comes of this at all, true or not. And uh, you know, the player supposedly involved, uh, you know, has declared early for the draft. He was supposedly staying, then he got in trouble, and now he's coming out. Uh, it, it, like like Luke said, I, I wouldn't be commenting at all if it didn't appear to very perhaps be true. Uh, one thing will be interesting, Luke, is uh, we're recording this at 11.15 on uh, Monday morning, and LSU plays in 45 minutes. Uh, is it going to come up in the broadcast? My guess is no. <laughs> if it does come up in the broadcast, I'm going to – I'm going to be mad I didn't record it because, I mean, that would be something that you'd want to just have on a loop to occasionally laugh when you're having a bad day. Is it Tessator and McElroy? McElroy might bring it up. I mean, he might not be able to Tessator resist. It I have Greg's number. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is if it is Tessator and McElroy, I have Greg's number. I think I'm going to text him during the broadcast, tell him we're awaiting comment on the LSU sex scandal, Greg. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, I, I don't. I do know. like the humble brag about you having Greg McElroy's phone number, though. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like uh, the fans that call the uh, quarterbacks, you know, and, and talk trash to them uh, the night before the game. So <laughs> that, would, got, that would be funny if McElroy before the broadcast, they show him in the booth, and he's like, "Hey, Jimmy Stein." You know, he does. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, say, uh, I, I got the number from Florida fans uh, who were spreading it around the night before the uh, 09 championship game. <laughs> Surely he's changed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right, buddy. That's cool. Well, the only time I ever text him is to say, hey, are you, do you have a comment on this particular sex scandal? <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this podcast. We will get with you guys tomorrow. Until then, enjoy the bowl games. Happy New Year again, everybody. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.